This is the official start of the Push to Shout podcast. Bam! A, a technical error-free, high-resolution stream uh, live for the end of 2015. The last, the last podcast of the year. Uh, we're here to talk about video games. Actually, I'm not going to be talking about. Oh God, you're so bad. You know what? Maybe just maybe we the should just date ditch the is, Skype. It's December 25th, 2015. Uh, there's a little bit of lag, so you might be seeing this a little bit later. We apologize it's, if that's It's the more case. than a little bit of lag. Fortunately. This is mm. a disaster. Is it actually? Why is it sad? Uh, because your internet's shit. How also, about you that? you just stopped recording. I don't know. Maybe that'll help. We'll see. I think it's... I'm pretty sure it's your internet, not your, Come not on. your computer. Come um, on. You right. serious? Hello? Are you... Uh. All right, all right, all right. Should we just stop? Should we should we quit Skype because that's hogging up your internet and see if that helps? Is it better now? I think it might. I be. mean, it's temporarily better. I no, I stopped my mumble local recording. This hard drive is dead. If it's doing anything, it's fucked. So I just t- stopped my local recording, and we should be good. That's okay. my story, and I'm stick to it. Well, this is um, why I'm having Skippy stream it tonight, guys, because this laptop is is dying. This is the end. Yeah, and you know, I bring the most quality stream, uh, as you can see from the new layout that is exclusive to my to my hosting the stream. Uh, and uh, I don't know. Okay, let's get <laughs> let's get to it. Let's get to it. Smooth. We've we've been gone for two weeks. We took a break for Santa and Jesus and uh, and wise now, men and women. Oh god! Still pretty laggy. Still pretty bad. Fucking whatever. All right, we'll deal with it. Um, for now, we'll deal with it. We'll probably we'll probably okay. hang up the Skype. Power I think it's your Skype because I noticed that when it happens, or or, or that'll work. You can just be uh, the face. I will. Um, be. Okay. So everyone wants to look at me anyway. <sighs> oh my god. <sighs> This is the official start to the Push to Shout podcast, the last one of 2015. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> and we're here to talk about video games. Uh, although I'm not, I don't have a lot of video games to talk about. I have no because, video games to talk about. Yeah, as far as ones that I've played. Although maybe since there's not much news either, maybe we'll talk about our Game of the Years or our contenders for Game of the Year and whatnot. But we'll get to that because, first of all, we wanted to, we want to go over... What's what's going? What's been going on for the last two weeks? We've been gone for so long. Uh, this is Sorry. unprecedented. Uh, what's cooking? Yeah, I asked you what's cooking. Movies and TV and basically everything besides video games. Um, we'll, we'll talk about Star Wars and Hateful Eight after. Did you see Hateful Eight? I did see Hateful Eight in okay. seventy millimeter, glorious seventy millimeter, and glorious seventy millimeter. Yes, Roadshow Production, Cinerama, all that jazz. Yeah. Um, I did start uh, a show called The Newsroom, and I, oh, I, I like it a lot. Oh, it's cool. God. It's the worst. I hate it. You really do? Yes. What do you dislike about it? Everything. Well, not everything, actually. Uh, it, I actually started to like it for like the first two or three episodes, maybe. And then just gradually, I started catching on to just shit that pissed me off. Did we talk about this, or was no, I talking no, to someone else about this? Wing. Which is created by the same guy. Okay. I'm mixing up conversations because I talked about this with someone recently. Um, okay, so the newsroom. Let me tell you everything that's wrong with the newsroom and, and why Please you should do. hate it. 
Uh, first scene, right off the bat, you've got dumb college girl. She comes up. She's all like, oh, why is America yeah, the best yeah. country in the world? Straw man, straw man argument from the beginning. What the hell? Who asks that question? That's a dumb question. And then the first three panelists on stage, they give dumb answers. And then you've got the the star Will of the McAvoy. Show, Will McAvoy, smartest dude in America, most woke of 2014 or whatever it is, 2008, whenever the fucking thing takes place. And he's all like, "Listen, bitch." Yeah, yeah. Uh, America he actually is, isn't all that great. Very and, preachy smackdown. And let me let me tell you, I've memorized all these statistics, and let me tell you why America sucks, and and mm-hmm. Sweden rules, and and, and yeah, he, he he just trashes her whole argument, and everyone's like, oh, I can't believe he just said that America isn't the best country in the world. Which, all right, whatever. Uh, you're freezing for me now, but that's your fault. What I can say is that. If you can't even hear me, which I can I hear you. You can? Okay. Yes. Uh, so how, how far did you get? I don't know. Two or three episodes, maybe a little more. Okay. Uh, well, I'd say the beginning of the show, the very first scene, is kind of preachy. Not all that great. Yeah. But the show is very critical of him for doing that and being that way. And it gets even more so later on. But in it's fact, just the way that... they revisit that at the end of the season and basically undo that scene. I've heard of that and I've heard it kind of redeems itself a little bit, but it's the way that people react to it. Like, oh my God, I can't believe he said that. Even though he wasn't really saying anything that crazy. Uh, yeah, it's not like the greatest, most insightful show. But it ever acts created. like it is, and that's Finally my problem with it. The... Well, I don't think so. I think the character acts that way. Maybe. I don't know, man. That that was more the point of that scene. But so so then, well, let Seasons me let in. me continue. I'm because, enjoying it a lot. Let, let me continue because then you've got uh, the new guy in the the kid, 22 years mm-hmm. old. He's coming in. He's single. He's kind of scruffy looking, but likable. And uh, and then you've got the girl who works as an intern or something in the newsroom, and she's got you know a shitty boyfriend or husband or fiance or whatever, and it's literally the love story from The Office, even down to his name, Jim. Yep. Which seems... you know what? <laughs> well, okay. If you care about spoilers for the newsroom, this is minor. Just cover your ears for a second. That's one of the things I like about the show, and that's one of the things as well that they set up romance. It does not work. It completely subverts that. And it does that with quite a few things where it sets it up and it seems like obvious this is clearly going to go this way. And it just doesn't. So Do you I think encourage maybe you to show, stick through it. Maybe, maybe you're giving the show more credit than it actually... I'm, like, I'm really not. You're thinking I through mean, it more. The events that happen... Oh my God, that just I hate your lag. I, I hate it too. <laughs> um, but I can mostly but, understand what you're saying. Can you imagine if I had been the one streaming? My God. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we decided to do it this way, at least. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't like that show. I didn't like the plot line where she accidentally sends the mass email to all the employees because that doesn't make yeah, sense. The first two episodes, not all that great, and maybe even the first three. I don't know. It, oh, and it then, picks and up. Then, and it then the glory, the glory of retrospect. They're the only news story to pick up on the oil spill being a big deal. 
because the show was written several years after that happened. <laughs> I don't know. I just ah, I just yeah. couldn't stand it. I couldn't stand it. It felt it felt so far up its own ass. I don't like Aaron Sorkin as a writer usually. I liked The Social Network. It was like one of my favorite movies of of that year. But his his way of writing and his like look at how the young kids do things. They're so weird and quirky. I don't know. I just uh he just seems so out of touch to me. I, I as the season goes on, they miss stories, they make mistakes. They they start the show by setting him up as this crack team of idealistic newsmen who are going to do it right but it doesn't totally work and it's more interesting than you're giving it credit for having seen two seasons of it so i I would recommend you watch more i recommend people give it a try um just to because we started out with the problems with it let me just make its case (laughs) i will will allow you to do that (laughs) look at a newsroom Dan Rather says that it's very accurate. He likes it a lot. Um, it's a like the West Wing. It's kind of a l- uncynical look at an institution where it's really easy to be cynical about it. TV news has this reputation as being a complete cesspool of you know just stupid stories. Get the ratings up, and those things aren't glossed over. I mean, there's lots of pressure from the network to to drive ratings and things like that but it's it's given a complex treatment that even the executives at the highest level of the company they like understand what what they're trying to do but they they have immediate business concerns like i'm trying to meet with this congressman tomorrow and you're shitting on him on tv so i don't know i i recommend the show i think it's good Whatever you say, man. Enjoy your That's Jane funny. Fonda. Whatever I say. All right. She's funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So starting off with point counterpoint. That's how the Push to Shout podcast hardball. is. We don't we don't uh, we don't take it easy on each other. We just Extremely we throw the punches. Extremely laggy hardball. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is this is a great podcast. Um, let me check my own thing real quick here. So what I did mostly over the Christmas break was watch movies. Did you watch uh, besides the Hateful Eight and Star Wars, which are the obvious ones? Did you watch any movies or any other TV shows other than the newsroom? Um, not really. Well, <laughs> hmm. all right. Yeah, How was your Christmas? It was, uh, you know, it was uh, it was fine. Wow. All right. Oh, I did get a new laptop, but it, I hope this isn't it. It's not. Okay. Because <laughs> the uh, wrong one showed up. Oh no! So I sent it back. And did you get an Asus? I did. Yeah. You mean Asus? I, I'm sorry. I meant to meant to pronounce you know it what? correctly. I I do not <laughs> doubt. I'm not saying this is the right way. But I don't doubt the right way to pronounce it is Asus. It is. But I will never, ever say it that way. I'm sorry. It sounds bad. I'm not going to do it. I refuse on moral grounds. I I agree with you 100%. Um, like, how could I you make s- your mouth do that? I, I saw some movies. Um, well, first of all, I finished up Nathan for You, finally. Like, I ended yeah. in season three and all that shit. I cannot recommend that show enough. It It is... It is one of the best shows on television right now, like top three probably for me. Um, fantastic show. I just, oh my God, just pick an episode and watch it. It doesn't even matter. Um, 
Yeah, I, I love I it. I started it. It's it's cool. I like it. It's great. It's fantastic. I love it. All right. I watched... Um, let me just yeah, start should... fucking talking about these movies I watched. Rise of the Dawn... Rise the of the, second. the Planet of the Apes. The second one. That's Dawn. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Um, I couldn't remember which one was which, because both of those things kind of mean the same thing. Uh, <laughs> the stupidest titles of the world in the world. All right. Thought it was going to be a good movie. Like for the first 15, 20 minutes, I was really digging it. And I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm sorry. I thought it was going to be a movie that I liked. For the first 15 or 20 minutes, I was digging it. I liked the first movie quite a bit, actually. Um, and the first remake movie, the first modern one. And uh, and this one started out strong. You've got like the humans and the apes, and they don't really know each other exist that much. Uh, they don't know anything about each other, and they stumble across one of one of the humans stumbles across a couple of the apes in the in the woods, and they have a confrontation. The human shoots one of the apes. Everyone freaks out, uh, and so you've got like this escalating conflict going on where they have different perspectives on each other, and like neither of them are guilty. You know, like it's kind of neither side is the bad guys and, and you feel like it's kind of a, 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 a there's inevitably going to be a war, but that it's not going to be caused by anyone doing something wrong. And I liked that idea as a, as a concept. And then they introduce, well, the first human they introduce is a really dumb, uh, like uh, racist basically. And he, uh, freaks out about the apes and he wants to kill the apes. And, and he's the one that shot the ape in the beginning and uh he's very clearly uh a dude that you don't want around the apes if you're trying to make peace with the apes and so right they send out a diplomatic mission is that gary oldman or is that somebody else? someone else it's a bald i've only seen the trailers gary oldman's i like gary oldman he's he's an interesting he's one of the one of the interesting characters of the movie but um no this guy's not interesting he's just he's just the dude who uh is kind of dumb and reactionary and so they choose, for whatever reason, to bring him along on their diplomatic mission uh, to to make peace with the apes. And sure sense. enough, he fucks it up because he doesn't trust the apes. And even though they don't want him to have uh, guns, he sneaks a gun in and then they find out, et cetera, et cetera. Meanwhile, they introduce another ape on the other side who's basically the same character in reverse. And he sneaks into the human's base and shoots the human's... A- it's just the whole plot is driven forward by stupid people doing stupid things and bad things when it really could be like this really interesting dynamic of a, kind of an examination of how war starts between two countries or, or nations or peoples who neither one of them want war, but it inevitably happens. Instead, it's just kind of yeah. like, oh, well, the, you know, the, the the idiot shot the other idiot and now there's a war, of course. I, I, I was so disappointed. I haven't seen the movie, but... It sounds not unlike border skirmishes, you know, like jumpy soldiers. I'm not saying that, yeah. Making dumb decisions. Yeah, I mean, it's... I haven't seen it, It's not the premise sounds that way. It's not like an unrealistic premise. It's just an uninteresting premise, you know? Like, yeah, wars do start in stupid ways like that, but that's not an interesting story to me. Like, it's just... It just kind of implied that it was going to start an interesting story, and then it very quickly devolved into a, a much more not even a stupid story but a story driven by stupid characters which i hate i always hate that um and and then like people just throughout the movie keep making stupid decisions the humans have a little stronghold they've got walls and barbed wire and stuff and they have an armory with sh- a shit ton of weapons but it's outside of their stronghold in a separate building 
And so when the apes decide to attack the humans, Very spoilers, smart. they just run into the the armory and kill like two people and they have all the guns. <laughs> and so it's like, it's, that was stupid. And then the humans get in the tank. They leave the hatch open. They're surrounded by chimps, genius <laughs> chimps. They leave the hatch open in the tank and a chimp jumps into the, the tank. Jump, jumping on shit is like the one thing they're good yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. And they're doing it all over the place and they leave the hatch open and the, Shit like that, just little things that add up, and I, I liked the first movie a lot, and I enjoyed this movie. Like it was just enjoyable, but it was not great. And then, and then you have a cool battle between two of the apes at the end, and it's almost, it's very much like the uh, the lightsaber duel in Episode Three of Star Wars that lasts forever. And they, it even comes down to both of them swinging on chains and swiping at each other. It, it, yeah, it's fuck that movie. Um, well, okay. Well, I saw the first one. I thought that was okay. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, it should wasn't I great. watch the second one? I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's a waste of your time. It's enjoyable, but it's 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 shallower than I wanted it to be, and it's especially shallow okay. in comparison to the first movie. Um, but you really? Oh, do you mean like the the original Planet of the Apes? Well, the the original, even the original new movie, the and James I, Franco one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I thought that one had some I didn't interesting like that stuff. One that much. I liked it. I liked it. I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was good. Okay. Um, it wasn't perfect or anything, but I liked it. I, I didn't like this one as much. Well, it wasn't written by Aaron Sorkin, so I'm gonna have to give it two thumbs that's, down. That's true. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't hate the movie. I just hate that my expectations of it were so quickly like it built expectations and then very quickly ruined those and, and continued to ruin that expectation. And I couldn't get over it, uh, which is, yeah, kind of my problem at the same time, but still they shouldn't, have, they shouldn't have led me on like that. Um, okay. So I also watched two, two Marvel movies. Uh, I don't know why I was compelled, but I watched Ant-Man why? and guardians of the galaxy. Um, what did you think? They were fine. They were superhero movies that that were okay. People raved about Guardians of the Galaxy, and people were very positive about Ant Man. And they were just, they were just the same. I, I just, I, I haven't left a super since Iron Man one. I haven't left a Marvel movie with anything other than going, eh, yeah, all right, that was a movie. I, I cannot continue. Yeah, I understand what you mean. And and every time one comes out, people say, "Well, this is the one that's different from all the others." But they aren't. They're never different. They're never different. The Guardians of the Galaxy was a little bit funnier than usual, but not that much. Uh, Ant Man, I guess, was different because it was smaller scale and was like literally and figuratively. Ant Man was was kind of clever, action wise. Action wise, the action most Marvel movies aren't. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, for the most part, it's still just a, a competent superhero movie. Yeah, competent. That's the it's best not way to put really it. the next big thing that's changing Marvel. Forever. And it doesn't have to be the next big thing. But the way that people talk about both those movies, especially, is that they're different. Guardians of the Galaxy, especially. Yeah, people raved about Guardians of the Galaxy, and I don't get it. I at like all. I thought it was fine, but I don't get the raving at all. It's just it was like. The Avengers, but funnier uh, to me. I, just, yeah. Whatever. Uh, and and that's a good description of it. Yeah. And Ant Man was was 
I think people also kind of ruined my expectation of Ant-Man a little bit because people told me it was like a heist movie. And I understand that it's kind of like a heist movie, but the plot didn't make enough sense for the heist to be satisfying. Did you get that impression? Yeah. And the villain fucked ass. Yeah. And like, why did the heist need to happen? Like, why couldn't they just blow it up? I don't know. Forget it. He brings a tank in on a keychain. Why not bring huge... Why not fill the tank with C4 and bring it in on the keychain and then blow up the whole thing? Whatever. Whatever, man. I also saw Wolf of Wall Street. (laughs) That's a good movie. It is a pretty good movie. I I don't love it. The first time I watched it, I was pretty... uh, I don't know. I was like, it's not as good as, like... Obviously not as good as, like, Goodfellas... Um, but it's in that same style, so I couldn't help but compare it to Goodfellas. Uh, but it was good. I liked it a lot more this time. It was a lot more fun than I thought yeah. it would be. I liked it a lot more this time, I think, because I this is all about my expectations and whether a movie meets them or not. But I think like the second time I watched it, I I went in with you know the knowledge of how it was the first time I watched it, and so I could enjoy it a little more because it's it's a much more just kind of casual movie, I guess. Uh, not yeah. serious. Uh, it's still weird sometimes. Like the characters, they, I think they do a lot of improv. Like they let the actors do a lot of improv or something because there's one scene in particular where they're talking about women shaving their pubes. And one of the actors is kind of stifling a laugh the whole time, but his character shouldn't be do- like, they're trying to be serious and I'm cool with improv. And I like, I like people uh, cracking up and stuff, but it's just, it feels off in that kind of movie where it feels like it should be a little more, serious i guess uh and then they would and then the edits during those kinds of scenes would be really off-putting because characters would be in completely different like they would move from one angle to the next and a character would be in a completely different position than they were before it it feels like something went kind of wrong in the editing room in that movie it's very bizarre to me um I didn't notice that as much. I couldn't help but notice it. It's been a while why. since I've seen it, though. Uh, it was like a year and a half ago. But that's, but... Little, that's little stuff, and it doesn't bother me. And in fact, it kind of makes it more interesting to watch because I I started thinking of like, okay, what happened here? Are you, do you mean the scene when he's like describing the steps of how to pull their scam, if you want to call it that? Oh, it's a lot of different the warehouse? scenes. Is that what you're talking um, about? Okay. I, particularly scenes where there's like, okay, there's one where... Um, they're thinking about hiring the midget and the conversation just escalates into a completely bizarre thing where they're, I can't tell if the characters are supposed to be joking or if the actors are trying to joke while acting like the characters are being serious. I I couldn't figure out (laughs) where the sarcasm or the irony or the, or, or the, the joking where the line was like was it in the actual plot or was it the actors making a joke of the characters i couldn't figure it out um i'm just gonna have to take your word for this and assume that it's a very minor thing it is because i minor. literally have no idea what you're it's minor about. but i got caught up on it i look it up on youtube look up like the midget midget hiring scene i don't know i'm sure it's somewhere on youtube and like think about it okay. being improv and pay attention to the cuts it's it's the weirdest thing in the world the cuts just like the characters will be way different. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's okay. it, maybe I'm being caught. Maybe I'm getting caught up on really little things, but that's what I kept noticing throughout the movie. Um, but I do like it. It's a pretty good movie. It's a little long, but it's fine. Uh, speaking of long, yeah. Speaking of long, it's an endurance. What do you think of the Hateful Eight? Okay, I loved the Hateful Eight. I think I, I loved really it too. It. 
I don't know. I, I it's not um, like it didn't blow me away. But but... Half of it, I'm not gonna say half, but a lot of it was just the experience. Yeah, and to describe, it is an experience. Definitely. When you buy your ticket, I don't know if they did this for you, but I'm assuming they did. Right now, it's only out in 70 millimeter showings. You can't just go to your theater and see the digital projection of it. It's in certain theaters, sometimes only like one per state, uh, and it's projected in 70 millimeters, which is super wide, super high resolution, and ultra um, Panavision. Yeah. Ultra Did you read about? So I I started reading all about like they have what a booklet, it is a booklet with your yeah. ticket. Um, yeah. If you read about like the anamorphic lens and how they're using up the whole film you know they're not having to crop out the film they're just widening it mm-hmm. with a lens that that's oval shaped i think that's really interesting but uh yeah i got really into that yeah the technical stuff of it was really cool um but just so the, the i'm I, you didn't actually answer did they give you a book with yeah your they did i think you pretty much get okay. the same experience throughout um you know everyone's got the intermission and Who, all that stuff so which poster did you have in the middle of Do you book. get different posters? I got the cow puncher. Yeah, every every booklet has a different um a different character in as the centerfold. I, think I made it into the I really into wanted this room with Marquis, But I, I think my centerfold was hmm, uh the sheriff. I think it was him with a lantern. Oh, I love yeah. him. He's um so okay. Back to the experience. Yeah. It starts, the movie starts, you just get five minutes of a title card that says Overture, yeah. <laughs> and the main theme of the movie plays. And that theme and is so like, good. Oh, yes. my God. Ennio Morricone. Yeah, I can't believe – I didn't realize – so all I heard, music. all the hubbub that I heard about this movie was the 70 millimeter. I didn't realize that he composed the music specifically for this movie. Yeah. That was huge to me. Like, that was a bigger deal than the 70 millimeter, and I didn't know until I sat down and started reading the <laughs> playbook. Um, the music was yeah, incredible. it was really good. <laughs> the first half where they're like – it's the building tension music and when they're out in the blizzard and stuff mm. and it's just, holy shit, that music is intense and it's loud and just, that's an experience. Um, yeah. And the movie's just beautiful. Like the film I read somewhere picks up whites, some different, I noticed way. this is here. Yeah. I didn't how. read like, so I don't know. I did. I don't know the details of like what actually the difference between film and digital is as far as like, all I know is film is higher resolution and that, you know, colors and stuff can appear differently, but people claim that digital is objectively like a wider color spectrum. But, uh, I noticed that especially the whites and he filmed with all that snow and shit. So it's very noticeable. The bright light was so much brighter. Um, and I think a lot of it had to do with like the camera, like the, the camera would have every once in a while like a lens flare kind of thing going on with it and it looked extremely authentic like it didn't look like yeah the the lens flare in star trek was was made using an actual lens i think like it's not digitally enhanced or anything but there's something more authentic about the way it looks in this movie where it it just looks like a flaw but not like a not like a not a detriment to the movie, but it it, it looks unintentional in a way that that was actually like really. It looks appealing. like an artifact of it yeah, being and like there was a so they they would also have like bright spike spikes of sunlight going in through in through the cabin and like on a table or something, and that would make a kind of glow in the film, I guess, where it just it just you could tell it was on film you could tell it was filmed on film and projected on film, uh, and that that was really neat, and yeah. I I I think. Um, 
I even think the darks were darker. That's why I said on Twitter is that like the brights seemed brighter, the darks seemed darker, and the flicker of the so like on a digital watching, mm-hmm. especially like movies with a lot of CG, and I don't know why I don't know why CG would have anything to do with with it at all. But I've just noticed that like watching the Avengers or something, when the camera is moving, like if it's panning at a steady rate, my eyes get caught up on the frame rate. And I, it, it's it's kind of headache inducing. Yeah. And this never that never happened in this movie. And there's a lot of scenes where the camera will be moving and stuff. And I never noticed that jitter that I do in the even though it's the same frame rate. There's something about the way I guess film the way that that frame rate works. I don't know. I have no idea why it felt easier on the eyes, it but was, it did. It was a gorgeous movie, and the fact that they advertise the experience and that it's something that hasn't been done yeah. years. And I was totally able to buy into the experience of yeah. watching that movie. And that, that I don't know the movie itself. I also yeah. loved, but that just made it that much more fun. Did you look up and um, see the projector? I don't, don't want to. Uh, look, mine movie. looked like, I don't know. They probably all, they're probably all different projectors because they probably just found them where they could, but mine looked like it was straight out of the sixties. Like it was like that blue color, you know, yeah. and it was yeah. huge. Yeah. And <laughs> it was legit. Um, there was like this, it wasn't like super yeah. noticeable, but if I looked at the very, very like top of the screen, there was like some rough oh, yeah. edges where you could actually tell that it was a Yeah, there was a line thing. on the right side of the screen that would kind of jitter a little bit every once in a while. It was like something being caught in the film or something. It was, it, yeah, that stuff is neat. Cool. And uh, the title the title and, cards kind of jittering was when I was like, okay, cool, I'm into this. Like, this, is, this feels legit. And, like, so the movie is extremely yes. long. It's almost three, it's hours than three hours long. But they give you they give you an intermission. It's so merciful. <laughs> like... I I didn't feel long because they let me and the intermission comes come at back, that and it was nice perfect moment and I don't want to spoil anything yeah. about the movie so I won't I won't say like even what makes that moment perfect but Tarantino plays with your expect expectations of like what a Tarantino film includes you know what what to expect from that he kind of he knows that and and makes the movie with those expectations in mind, I feel like, um, and it pays off a lot in this one. And, uh, have you seen Reservoir Dogs? That's, this is apparently a pretty rare opinion, but that's one of my favorite Tarantino movies. Um, I like, I like like the fact that it's, it almost all takes place in the warehouse and it's the characters trying to figure each other out, figure out who's the rat. And there's that tension between every single character I love that, and that is it, it's like this is honestly like plot wise, this is very very similar to Reservoir Dogs, and uh, and I I knew that going in, and I was very excited for it, and it it met my expectations. I was I was happy with it. Good movie. Yeah, I wouldn't want to say anything about plot, but it's it's one of his best written movies, both on a dialogue level, on like a structure yeah. theme level. I think. The story itself really worked yeah, for me. Yeah, I didn't like, and I don't really even want to say what the nah, story was. I, but. I, I'm never, I I don't go into Tarantino movies for the story. Um, I've I've never. He's he's a very indulgent yeah, director, you, you know, and I I never feel like his stories are that meaningful, really, beyond the point of like he's very it's very meta, I guess, because he it seems like he likes to confront the audience a lot, and I like that, um, but that's. I go for the dialogue and the and the 
the directing for those movies, and and that's that's what this movie gave me. I, I the plot was fine; it was whatever. I, I liked it, but I I disagree. I don't think it was whatever. Um, this more so than most of his movies left me full right. at the end. Like I think it it reached a the ending especially. It felt totally complete yeah. and just. I don't want to breathe a word about what happens. Just go see it. You got to see it. If you can see it right now in 70 millimeter, that's the best way to see it. But if you can't, if you're not living in the United States or if uh, you just, there's too far, if too far away from you. Some people have to drive like four or five hours just yeah. to get to a theater I, that's showing it. I in, felt really lucky. Like, but if I you didn't can, plan to go see it. 70 millimeter until Sunday. Um, and I, I went and saw the movie last night and, uh, I I didn't even know it was showing in Birmingham because I assumed Birmingham wasn't a big enough city because I heard there was only like 98 cities in the U.S. It's the only city in Alabama that that has the movie playing in 70 millimeter, and it's it's only like 20 minutes away from me. So that was that was a nice nice surprise for me. I like um, that too. Mine was yeah. only like 20 minutes. So I, I, I'm I'm really happy I got to experience that. Um, very very good. Very. You're right. It it, it leaves you full and and multiple. In, in multiple meanings. Um, all right. Star Wars. Star Wars. The Force of What do you think? I, also I liked, liked it. it. <laughs> uh, all right. News. <laughs> <laughs> well. I don't know. Um, there's. I went into it expecting the J.J. Abrams yeah. treatment on Star Wars. Um, that's what it was it was probably his best produced movie obviously you could tell that this is one thing i noticed quickly and just so that i'm not reiterating what everyone said about it that it's the star wars you like and it's not the prequels and it's finally good again and, you know old mm-hmm. new generation family blah blah one little thing i noticed is how precisely considered the edits and mm-hmm. scene transitions were like it felt like it was scientifically crafted to just cut at the right time and wipe out. They do like those circular fades. The ones that they did all the other movies. They all seem like exactly placed. Like there was a little wisp of smoke I noticed that was Mm kind of circular. And then they did a circular wipe out. And they'll do it with doors opening and closing and and stuff. Yeah, you can, and not just for the editing, but just the overall production, you can tell that this movie had a ton of money put into making it, it like I don't want to say perfect, but yeah. well crafted. It's a very well crafted. And it movie. was it, so. My expectation was, yeah, J.J. Abrams' treatment that you know what to expect. It, basically, Star Trek. Um, but uh, it, I was expecting it to be more okay than good, and I came away. Thinking it was, it was, it, it exceeded my expectations a whole lot. Um, I, I, too. I, even though my my expectations were good, J.J. Abrams Star Wars, and it was better than that, or than what I yeah. thought it was going to be. I, I was going to, I was going to be shaking my shoulders, leaving the theater is what I thought. But then I ended up, I actually saw them saw the movie twice, um, just because there was a friend in town that that we needed an excuse to do something, and so I was like, ah, fuck it, I'll see the movie again." But yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was just as enjoyable the second time, and I was totally willing to watch it again. So, I, I yeah, I, I 
there's not much I don't like about that movie, which is important. Um, like I really have to nitpick to find things that I don't like. And it's, it's stuff that isn't really that important. Like, uh, I don't like the callbacks to the originals, um, where like it focuses, it focuses on like the little chessboard game in the millennium Falcon for like 10 seconds for no reason. And it's like, look, it's the thing that you saw in in the movie. And that, that was that shit like that was just like distracting. But that's again so nitpicky. I didn't care about. I that. I don't blame you for not caring about it because it's been not only because it's not important, but if you, I know it felt like because of all the hype, hype, the hype for Star Wars: Force Awakens. It's easy to forget that those old movies came out like yeah. forty years ago. I mean, in in a series. I think it's been enough time where they can get away with. Yeah, and I, yeah, they they were gonna do it, especially J.J. Abrams, because of the way he did it in Star Trek constantly. Yeah, and the stuff that they did was tasteful. for the most part. It yeah, wasn't yeah, anything. Yeah, I agree. Like, um, and I yeah. I ended up not even really minding that much that it was basically the plot to Episode Four, <laughs> um, but it, that was a little bit odd. But I accepted it because right at the beginning they kind of established that he's like he like gives the the droid, the the map or the plans or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, okay, this is going to be episode four. That's fine. Whatever. Um, I didn't mind that at all. And the things, things that I thought would bother me ended up not bothering me. Like the way, the way that the, can we just give like a blanket light? Spoilers? Who gives a it's been out a uh, while. <laughs> if you care, you probably also spoilers. It's the plot to episode four. Um, <laughs> but uh, I thought that I would, I thought I'd be, I didn't expect to like the the new order. Is it the new order? Is that what they call it? First order. The first it's order. It's the f- first um, order. That is that is, is totally backwards. But uh, I thought that I would kind of. I, I expected the stormtroopers to just be people and uh, kind of humanize it a little bit, almost like humanize the empire side of things because. You've got the guy, the black guy in the stormtrooper outfit that everyone was freaking out about. And I thought that it was going to bother me mm-hmm. if they humanized any of the stormtroopers because the stormtroopers are supposed to be these like faceless enemies that that's what's so scary about them. Yeah. I ended up really liking the way they treated that though of, of his, him defecting and Finn became my favorite character of the movie. Oh. Yeah. Oh, and, I uh, loved him. I was surprised by how. Oh, well he was great. He I think he was, I think he was the he best was really part of the movie, movie. and he kind of held it together because it, it, he's, you know, he's, he's the constant. He was energetic. He was sincere. Yeah. He wasn't annoying. Yeah. Uh, totally. And, and legitimately funny. All the jokes. That's another thing I didn't expect yeah. to like is that I was laughing out loud. Um, uh, even at things that, <laughs> so like when I saw C-3PO, my instant reaction was, Oh, come on. Like I didn't, I didn't want them to bring back. Maybe this wasn't something that maybe everyone knew that this was going to happen, but I didn't. And I was kind of like, all right, stop bringing back characters. But the way that they introduced him was hilarious. I loved that. Um, and I don't know. I yeah, Han Solo was was his same self. He wasn't like it wasn't fucking uh, Harrison Ford phoning it in. You know, that's that's another thing I kind of expected. Yeah, he seemed yeah. to care. That was um, nice. so. God, it, yeah, I, I I liked it a lot. I liked the pseudoscience of everything. Ren. That just did, it didn't care that it didn't make much sense. <laughs> and Kylo Ren's great too. Kylo Ren felt like he was exactly what they were trying to make Anakin character conflict wise in the prequels, except they did it well. I haven't thought about that, but you're right. Yeah, like five minutes of one movie, but he's he's kind of the same type of character, but just not annoying. Like he's he's kind of he's he's legitimately unlikable, and 
And a lot of people, I've heard a lot of people complain that he's not intimidating. Like he takes off his mask and you're like, eh. he's just kind of like a dude. Um, I liked that. That was I liked it. Yeah. I liked that. He's yeah. just a dude who's turning to the dark side and that, and that he's not actually that, He's kind of an even playing field almost. Like you just he's he's not as he's not as mysterious mm-hmm. and intimidating as Darth Vader. He is to the characters who just see him in his mask and he's scary. But then he takes off his mask and and it it he's humanized and I that's another thing where I was like this seems like it shouldn't work but it does. Um, yeah, it, really really satisfying. You know this one of the things I didn't like about the movie was the big Sith guy, Lord Snoke. Snoke. Emperor was Snoke. that his name? Snoke. Snoke. Emperor Snoke. He looked like a big cartoon, computerized, yeah. animated thing. I just wanted a person, really. It was just, I don't know. Everything else was so on point. Yeah, that I agree. He did stick out, out but... Uh... There wasn't very much of him in the movie. I feel like maybe maybe they can redeem it, you know, um, when he actually becomes a major player. Uh, I liked I liked I liked when he was revealed as a hologram. That was a cool moment. Because at first I was like, "This is really stupid," and then and then he disappears, and you're like, "Oh, I get it now." (laughs) That was good. You know, he's gonna. I want him to be tiny. He's gonna be tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ant Man says, "Yeah, I yeah." One thing that it's not really a problem, it just kind of bugs me. And I had I felt the same oh, way about Halo oh no. 4, even though this yes. is a better sequel than Halo 4 was. But, like, at the end of Halo 3, the Covenant had kind of fallen apart and disbanded. The Covenant and in Halo again. 4, they're just back again. And they don't say anything about it. This, where did the First Order come from? You saw from? it in the scrolling. What? It came from the remnants of the Empire. <laughs> Like, yeah, but that's I don't know. stupid. <laughs> they they defeated the they Empire. Defeated that the was kind Emperor, of the idea, and they blew up the Death Star. You know, yeah, I I, I can believe I can believe that. So I do agree, though. Especially at the beginning, I thought they were establishing that this was a ragtag group of Empire, you know, loyalists. Especially mm-hmm. when like it's the most extreme yeah especially the first scene of the movie you know in episode four you're introduced with the the rebel ship and then the huge empire ship following and it's it's like oh look how crazy and 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 overpowering the empire is and in this one you get that a similar shot of it moving across the planet which is a great shot and then those little drop ships come out and it does the inside of the drop ships and like the lights are blinking and stuff and then they come on i thought that that was Mm -hmm. i took that as establishing that they were kind of thrown together you know that like maybe the drop ships were actually just blinking the lights and stuff that's not what i got. um but then it turned out no actually this is i still don't understand like what are the, like how powerful was the republic how powerful was the new the first order why was there like a rebellion group if the yeah, republic they call them was the, the enemies alter- yeah they call them republic they're two and different rebels factions. it's the republic and the really it's not rebels it, they used the word Resistance, resistance, Rebellion. and then they said that Republic resistance. supported the okay. resistance, but it, it just felt like that it should be Republic versus the First Order. But again, this is kind of minor. I just wanted like some, they uh, yeah, they're minor things, but they just help you situate yourself in the world, and that it all the all it would have taken is a sentence in the scrolling text. Like I just wanted to 
know what. Well, it's kind we of surprising because they they intentionally what's they intentionally left things like? open. Uh, they left uh, Ray's backstory open. You don't know why she is where she is and is who she is. Um, and then they they left the whole story of yeah the first order and everything open enough that maybe they'll explore it in the sequels or maybe they want to give that same kind of effect that I guess episode four did, which is like, Oh, you're, you're entering in media's res or whatever. You're, you're right in the middle of the story and, and you're supposed to be a little bit discombobulated, but yeah, it felt, it felt more like you're just kind of going, what? I guess so, but yeah. it makes it harder because yeah, it makes it tough to do that because we got, we know what happens before we have six movies yeah. that happened before this. And then it seems like none of them yeah. really mattered. I don't know. It's not that big a deal, but it just it brings me back to Snoke. Like, who is where he? the yeah. fuck did he come from? I just I don't get him. They're gonna obviously yeah. tell us more as it goes on, but you know, Very those minor. were minor yeah. issues I liked, overall. I didn't expect really them good. to. So I know like Disney's been kind of distancing themselves from the prequels. Uh, they didn't reference them at all in this movie yeah. except once which was they show Coruscant and it looks like Coruscant from the prequels. And then five seconds later, it explodes. <laughs> it felt like a fuck. Yeah. You. I, I, um, <laughs> I chuckled a little bit there. It, that was the only like, Oh God. Prequel yeah. looking location in the movie. And it was yeah, just immediately I, I, destroyed. I, I really liked the way that the Death Star thing kind of shotgunned off. Yeah, I was I was laughing like, out loud at, at parts that I shouldn't have been laughing out loud. That was, that really was cool. cool, and I was laughing too. I was I was just laughing. I I couldn't help it. It was just funny to me. Uh, a lot of like the the serious dramatic scenes were were funny to me, but not not in like I'm a making fun of it way, but just kind of I'm enjoying the movie, and mm. this is kind of dumb, but I like it. Uh, and also the lightsaber duel was I think the best the best lightsaber duel in all the movies. Yeah, they felt like actual weapons yeah. that weighed something. Um, I didn't want to get hit by them. Um I especially loved all it took. Who I don't care about the design of Kylo Ren's lightsaber. It's not consistent with the, the crystals work and all the extended you none of that matters. Just the fact that he put it to minor use and yeah. it a little bit into Finn's shoulder. That was enough to it. just sell me. Okay, you've totally justified the shape of yeah, that. Yeah, and and I liked saber. I liked how his like, it wasn't just a red saber. It was crackling and sparking, and there were it had like imperfections. And his, it was cool. His yeah. like that too. I thought that, that was just the new look of the lasery stuff in this one, but then when Luke's lightsaber was yeah. perfectly smooth. It was like, okay, that's... Yeah, the only, the only I, I liked touch. it a lot. A lot of people had an issue with how Rey learned her Force powers without being trained or anything, but I thought it was nice. I liked it, actually. This this point, I'm stealing this directly from the half in the bag sure. on this. So, But uh, Mike on that show pointed out something I kind of forgot, that it's only in the prequels where Jedi training is like you go to a, a school where yeah. you're two and swing a stick around for a ass full of toddlers like luke receives basically no training other than like some words and the, yeah the bot thing it's still not like what makes him a jedi it's more of a, a spiritual does, thing which is more what does it was accomplish like in 
those things after at least some amount of legit training, no matter how it was very, very short, but well, empire is where yeah. the, his most um, important training happens. And it's, it's less about him practicing and more of him just understanding some things. And so I was okay with her just stumbling upon. I was more than okay with it. I liked that it a felt lot. Fine. Cause that's, that's I really liked it a what lot the force is I about. felt like, Kylo Ren unintentionally trained her by doing the mind read stuff on her and, and that she, she yeah, was unintentionally was reading awesome. his mind just because I don't know, force mind meld, who gives a shit. And, and so when she reads his mind, she learns, Oh, here's the things that a force that you can do with the force kind of. And, and she just kind of experiments with yeah. it. Um, I, I, I liked that. And, and I liked the moment when, the couple of moments where she, you know, realized that she can do something and, and it played the music and all that. It was, it was well done. And at that and the millennium Falcon chase scene towards the beginning were my favorite, like very star Wars, scenes, like, like, you know, scenes like that exist in every movie, but those, it felt, it did the those so star well. Wars yeah. action ever. And the tie fighter escape scene was great. And just the freezing, the f- freezing of the, bolt i don't know if you want to call oh, yeah, it a bullet cool. in yeah. midair that yeah. was just awesome yep yeah it's a cool movie i was uh pleasantly surprised so, by how good it was go see star wars be good. uh you know yeah we know that you probably hadn't even of heard a, of that movie a little bit of obscure comes film our, knowledge from our, our video game podcast we have our we know is what you've been waiting for. um all right anything else anything else to mention or we move on. Oh, I'm making a uh, I'm making a gear and review video. Are you? Uh, yeah. Yes. And um, mine will probably be uh, January first or second because I I cannot edit. Yeah, that'll on this still computer. probably be sooner than mine. It. I'll need that. Well, mine's laptop. mine's gonna be late. Uh, I'm busy right now and and for the near future. And I'm trying to get in some editing while I can, but I've still only got like I've got like less than a minute edited. Uh, so yeah. yeah, it'll it'll I don't know. It it probably won't be. It's it's going to be a very simple video, I think, because I just don't have the time to like edit anything interesting, anything like off the wall. Um, I'm just going to do like a standard yeah, like yeah, here's sure. the games I. Put. Also, I have a list of the games that I thought of that I want to mention. And I'll just list off. I'll just list off all these games because I, this is just a reminder of how crazy 2015 was. Witcher Three, Just Cause Three, Metal Gear Solid Five, Bloodborne, Elite Dangerous, Fallout Four, Hotline Miami Two, Human Resource Machine, Project Cars, City Skylines, Kerbal Space Program, Grow Home, uh, Grand Theft Auto Five PC, uh, Vanishing of Ethan Carter. I don't think that was this year, but it was the remake thing last this year or whatever. But yeah, um, those are the games that I want to mention alone and. I don't know if I'm going to be able to include them all. Uh, and I played more than that. And there, and a whole lot more than that came out. It's been a hell of a year. And also, most of those are good. Like, great it's been games. a really good year. And I think all of them are good games. So, awesome. Yeah, I have to think about what games I've played. I've just been very, very busy. Um, this is my first day in, like, a month half a month maybe where i've had like a surface that i can put a computer on <laughs> like i've just been not in the 
at all. Just been being a regular person in the family. I'm excited to go back to wasting my life yeah. and editing videos. And, um, all right. Yeah. I think we can probably talk about a couple of the standouts. Yeah, let's get it, the one piece of news out that, of the way, which haps. it'll be real quick. You go ahead and do that. Singular hap. hap. What's the hap? The hap is that seam was compromised. I don't think we really know what happened. Valve the the initial news it, reports said but, a, a no. denial of service, but I think that might have just been speculation. Are you there? <laughs> that that doesn't seem like the whole story. Because sorry, you yeah. lagged. Is right it, now it is. is. It fine now? Okay, so what happened was if you went into Steam. You had access for like a certain period of time, I believe on Christmas, you had access to a random person's account information where you could see like their purchases and I don't know how much personal information you could see, but it was not a pleasant yeah. amount, <laughs> whatever it was. It wasn't like full credit, cards, um, you could credit see card like, details or anything because by yeah. law you have to censor that. on the, Like you can never see your own credit card number in full on any web page. Right. You can only see like yeah. the last four digits or so, but that itself is not okay. And I think you could buy. Games it was only that too. way for um, I think an hour. You or could so. buy games. They would go on that account, not your own. Could you? But you could buy games on other people's accounts, and it'll you know now they have those games. I'm sure that that got sorted out by Valve or is in the process of getting sorted out. Um, but yeah, pretty bad. They always have. There's always a Christmas disaster in the video game world. <laughs> Yeah, I think there was two, right? Wasn't PS1 Probably. hacked too? Last year it was Xbox I'm Live. Sure it was. I, I don't know if it was hacked or if it just went down from, from a lot of use, but yeah. Uh, so it's just every year. Every year it's something. But you you know what? That's what you get for playing video games on Christmas. Spend time with your family. Fucking ungrateful assholes. But this is the funny thing, though. You don't even have to play video games on Christmas. Somebody else could just be you on <laughs> yeah, Christmas. I think for it to be a problem... <laughs> Again, this was word on the street while it was happening, but people were saying it only happens if you log in. Like, if you log in, that makes your account vulnerable. Okay. Um, but I don't know. Whatever. I was not on him at the time. Whatever. So. If I, I got to admit, I got to admit, if I would get, if I got on someone else's account, I would have to buy some like one dollar or less like anime game or something, just because I think that'd be funny. But <laughs> also mean and and illegal. I I. Well, I can't hear a word you're saying. Do that. Said something about not doing that. No. You're you're morally above me. Fine. Fuck it. Yeah. Um. Everybody knows. Okay. That. I renamed this podcast. This episode. See the title. Yeah, I renamed it. It's the Patricia Lagcast. Wow. I think it's. I think Just it's so perfect. people know what they're getting into. Um. Push out 2015 meme cast. Yeah, you can see the. Sh- the dress. What do you think? Tell us what you think. I, th- I, I thought dress. it was the correct colors the whole time, like the objectively correct colors. So, fuck everyone else. Um, so you thought it was white and gold. <laughs> your reason? Uh, all right, let's talk about our favorite games of the year and 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 our absolute favorites and yeah. some honorable mentions. Yeah. I wanted. I just wanted. I just want to chat. Just want to chat. I want to reminisce. For me, it's got to be Undertale. And The Witcher Three are my two best games of the year. Witcher Three is my favorite. I'm probably gonna give it to Undertale. Witcher Three is my favorite. Uh, 
I got my little cousin into Witcher Three, and he's getting into really? it too. I've got, I've got a friend who I'm trying to get into it, who liked Morrowind, and I, I was like, Dude, "Trust me, you'll like this." Um, all right, let me let me look through real quick. Yeah, I, yeah, Witcher Three has just been awesome. I'm I'm excited for that laptop to come one, so I can make the damn video, but also so I can just play more Witcher Three. Yeah, um, this summer. I I knew that it was going to be down to Witcher Three or or Metal Gear Solid Five, and the only reason that Witcher Three takes it is because it doesn't have any glaring issues like Metal Gear Solid Five did. Because um, I Metal love, Gear Solid Five is completely dead to me. I understand it's that, but I one hundred percent disagree. I Metal Gear Solid Five is still one of like one of my favorite games of all time just because of the gameplay alone. Just take out the story completely, and that game is amazing. Um, as an action yeah. stealth game, it is incredible, and I love it. Um, I don't necessarily want to play any more of it, and I I wish that the story wasn't what it was, but it's still a phenomenal game, and probably my second favorite of the year, despite how much I hate <laughs> like hate the story. Um, it is okay. I'm not gonna say that it's like the worst game of the year because you just can't deny how good the games, a video game that you play with your hands, is, but it's far and away the biggest disappointment. Of the I, I can, I, I would agree that, there too. I would agree that it's my favorite. It's one of my favorite games and one of my biggest disappointments of, or definitely my biggest disappointment of the year by far. It's my biggest disappointment in probably gaming history. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I've never really walked away from a game. It's sad. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I felt that way about Skyrim, I guess. But I also wasn't I wasn't as surprised with Skyrim because I'd already played through Oblivion and Fallout 3 and I kind of knew what to expect. Um, but I still wanted it to be good. I remember thinking Black Ops was going to be this great game and ended up not liking it at all. That was back when, before Call of Duty was universally hated because it was done so much, you know, it was... Right, right. Um, that was like Modern Warfare was still... Yeah. New uh, Modern Warfare, Warfare was still Black good. Ops I don't remember if that was Modern before Warfare Modern Warfare 2 or after Modern Warfare 2, but Modern Warfare 2 was a great game too, so um, either way. Oh no, I forgot about World at War. Yeah, World at War was not great, about. and I never actually played it, so I didn't really care. But I heard good, such good things about Black Ops, and I, I remember buying it for full price and playing through the campaign and just thinking it was not that great and and never getting into the multiplayer either. And uh that was that was when Call of Duty was dead to me, um, but yeah, that, those games. Go ahead. Can is it fucking up? Again? It's always Jesus fucking Christ. up, man. It's this is the lag cast. Ever since you renamed it, this is so bad. Well, those two games were exactly what I expect they would be. I knew I was getting a Bethesda yeah. RPG with Skyrim. I would played Oblivion. I knew I was to get a silly bombastic campaign in blackout i wanted a good like, silly like what i thought they would be this was so different from what i was expecting yeah so much worse than what i was expecting that i is man it's just it, it could have been so it much was all my as fears watched my video on that. <laughs> it was all my fears about know. the game like i was already kind of afraid of it being not that much story, kind of an empty game. Uh, and and I was afraid of it having kind of a weird, dumb twist with the main character. And 
that all ended up being true in the worst possible way. And like to a, to an extent that I didn't ever even imagine, <laughs> but I don't know. Gameplay wise, it still exceeded my expectations. I, I didn't, I didn't care so much about the emptiness. Like I would have appreciated way less story if they, and there's not much that you can even subtract from it as it if is. What was there but... was not, not so, in your face bad then yeah it would yeah. be way more easy to swallow but it would still be a huge disappointment because it's you know it's metal gear solid um you, you don't expect but it to I be would, empty it would be totally within acceptable i don't know balance. yeah just because the game's if, so good if the conclusion of the series was just a perfect gameplay experience yeah. with minimal story like that would have been fine yeah and it would have i i wouldn't have sad memories of it yep you kind of cringe every time you hear it or even see like big boss except not big boss the medic god damn i will have to give or not give fuck it my favorite game was undertale though like that's the one i enjoyed the most i still you know I, i'm still just i liked undertale a lot and i'm but i'm still just kind of uh, I, i'm not in love with it you know it's just it's just a good game well, that's my opinion. We'll I'm sticking with that. it because uh, I think it's it's awesome. I, I really heard some people talking about it that I thought made a a good point that I never really realized about the game that that I think forms part of what I didn't love about it is that first of all you've got the art style which is obviously emulating that era of RPG, yeah. um, which I was okay with. But I still think that's just an objectively ugly art style, and I don't have any nostalgic, you know, love for that art style at all. It's just, it's just ugly to me. You must have had a sad childhood too, because <laughs> um, <laughs> those those games were like. But by that I mean just pixelated RPGs from that yeah. time were some of my favorite games, and Chrono Trigger is one of my favorite games, and you know those are. I grew up on those yeah. games. Paper Mario, like those kind of humorous RPGs. I love those. I didn't really get into this an RPG. Scratch itch that I had forgotten I had. Yeah. It was really, really nice. I, I didn't get, get I didn't really get into game. an RPG until I guess Morrowind and and that was well after RPGs had changed drastically from what they were then. Um so I, I just yeah, it's just never been a part of my my gaming you know, world. Uh, so I, I don't have that advantage going for me. And then the music. So it's one of the best soundtracks of the year. And I would totally let someone argue that it is the best soundtrack, although it has a ton of competition. Um, but that style of music, the chip tune or whatever you want to call it is grating on my ears to the point where I can't listen to it outside of the game for very long. Do you know what I mean? Even though I like it a lot, yeah. I can't listen to it. Like I don't, I, I I don't put it on in my car or anything like that because it's just like, yeah, it's, it's too true. much. Um, I get, I'm more tolerant of it of that style in general. Yeah. But I'd also say that this is more like MIDI than chip tune. Whatever, I don't part. know. You have some difference. that are straight up chip tune, but others are like kind of electronic instruments that are clearly artificial, but not totally like. You know, faithful to you get some, yeah. yeah, like the song when you're on the 
you got the jetpack and it's that little twangy guitar and it's just, you know very that. obviously yeah. digital but it was it was really nice i loved uh, that music i loved it and and i i wish that it was soft enough on my ears that i could listen to it more than i do but i just i can't like i start listening to it and i go Ugh. like I, i'm putting one of the undertale spoilers for my video i'm putting one of the undertale songs in my video and listening to it over and over again like i actually have to like turn down the volume and kind of go because it, it like actually starts to physically hurt Which my song? ears how is it this great it, it is the megalovania the the oh yeah the first notes of it, the, especially will, those, will get you. Yeah. and it's like, yeah. Um, well, I was thinking, or not thinking. I guess I was thinking about it, but the thoughts were translated into words with my mouth. Okay. I was talking okay. to someone about um, whether Undertale or The Witcher Three has a, a a better soundtrack. And man, talk about two completely Undertale, different. Like, yeah, exactly. So Undertale, what I kind of uh oh, uh oh, you're lagging. Decided was that Undertale is the music is more like song. Okay. Oh, can you? Hear me? I heard, I heard that the Undertale music is more like something. Gamer Nation. Something. Okay, okay. The music in Undertale is more song like. Yeah, they're they're songs. They yeah. have melodies and they're songs. And The Witcher Three is like a score. It, it's perfectly atmospheric and it just fits everything so well and the sound of it is so authentic yeah that's one of my favorites yeah. whenever the lay 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 start up <laughs> and just the music when you're walking around on roach yeah. trotting through the forest as the wind blows through the trees it, it feels really nice so yeah I think Witcher Three has a much subtler soundtrack, obviously. Yeah, and it's it's perfect for what that game is and Undertale's music. So the is thing about I, I was actually thinking about this right before we came on, and I didn't expect to talk about it. Witcher Three soundtrack. I was actually looking for a specific track from it um, to see if I could put it in like one specific part of my video. But uh, anyway, I was looking for a part of the soundtrack, and I realized how they have weird ass names. I've tried to look for certain songs, and they yeah. have weird names. Yeah, they do. And there's certain songs that are off the soundtrack because they're more like ambient music but um i i realized how dependent on the circumstances the music in that game is like to the point where like depending where you are and what time it is and stuff um it plays different music and i think it's subtle enough that you don't you don't think about it while you're playing but it it start it gets into your head subliminally where like it makes that world so much more uh god it, it it makes it feel you 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 feel a connection to parts of the world and 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 the the atmosphere of that game and certain parts of that game uh based on the music in a way that i i didn't realize was happening and i i i just, totally ah, i love it it's I, so good i'm especially impressed by how it's not like there's an overworld theme that just plays in loops you yeah. don't really even notice what part of you do. You will start yeah, to notice after after like, like fifty hours, but uh, yeah. But but I mean, it's not it's not a big deal. Seven. It's good enough that. Yeah. Also, so I I won't spoil anything, but there's you know there's moments where you move on to a new area where you probably haven't been to that area yet, and it you might be thirty or forty hours into the game, and it'll play a completely new track that you've never heard before, and that 
that's a cool. I love those. That's moments. a cool moment. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption had I, this wasn't. This was just a one-time track. But when you entered into Mexico and in Red Dead Redemption, it played a song. And then when you headed home, it played a song. And those moments were so good. And The Witcher Three kind of recreates do, do that a little compass? bit. I don't. Do you I mean don't, that song "Compass"? I think. Or maybe do you mean "Go Back Home to America"? I don't know. Uh, I don't remember. Because this. Are you lagging? Or this is such a terrible fucking podcast. Um, Come on, this sucks ass. All right, you're back. Um, there's one song that plays when you are riding back to your farm. And that song, I think it's called Compass. Yeah. yeah. That one, it's so good. I, you descend the mountain as soon as we're done. Yeah, that it's, was it's amazing. Really good. That game was just incredible, and I I need to play that again. Yeah, and The Witcher Three evokes those on, same those I, same. That would be my dream come true if they re-release that on PC. Same here. That's my biggest re-release wish uh, by far. But anyway, um, Witcher Three recreates that feeling a lot. Uh, but it yeah. feels more. Sometimes it isn't. I think a lot of the times it's intentional. But it feels. Uh, it feels. What would you call it? Uh, what's the buzzword that all the reviewers use? Uh, not dynamic. Not not dynamic. But oh, fuck. Now I can't remember. Uh, emergent. Think... It feels emergent. Yeah. It, 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 it feels like like it's just a moment that just happened to happen through coincidence and uh, and. Uh, even if even if it probably is somewhat intentional, but that's part of what makes that game so great is that even just down to the way they design the world and where like the paths go, mm-hmm. they very intentionally dense, create these kind of design. moments where you'll crest a hill or you'll be walking along the edge of a cliff and you get this view. And maybe if you're lucky, the sun is setting at the right time that you get this amazing view. And it, God, it is great. And then there's like the storms that come and go and the wind starts blowing and everything. It, just the that atmosphere that it's world probably that my they favorite open world game that I can remember. That and Red Dead are just I would put I, I would put Grand Theft Auto Five up there. Um, I wouldn't. I don't like GTA Five a lot, but I, I like I I liked it I a lot more Witcher than most Three is a step them. above. Um, my, as far as open world games go, it would be uh, off the top of my head. There's probably some other ones that would be pretty far up there too, but. Morrowind, Witcher Three, Grand Theft Auto Five, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, and uh, and Red Dead Redemption are the ones that I oh and and World of Warcraft for sure. Um, is that really insane? Yes, yes it is Whatever. to me. It is. It's the same. It, it, it's effectively the same to me. Uh, the world of World of Warcraft was kind of amazing when you think about like the scale of it and everything. Uh, I, I've never seen a game recreate that that much variety of of it of a world uh, that you actually kind of want to explore like the thing that kept me going in world of warcraft was getting to the next area and just seeing what it was um i liked that i liked that world a lot so god what else okay speaking of soundtracks so we're, we're talking about how great undertale that was and Witcher the only thing are. i cared about for the limited amount of time that i was playing it sorry you just said something that you probably said like a minute ago but oh, man. that's yeah that's fine okay we wish you a merry christmas um, speaking of soundtracks, Hotline Miami 2 also came oh, out this I year. About that. Yes. And had a better soundtrack than Hotline Miami 1, which is, which is amazing that they pulled that off. Yes. Uh, I love that soundtrack. I adore it. 
Um, my God, this has been a good year for not just soundtracks, but games in general. But yeah, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed at God, the production of these games is, is it's inspiring. <laughs> and next year we get the last guardian. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> it's good times. Um, Metal Gear Solid 5 had a great soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, the soundtrack, like, besides Quiet's theme Whoa, and, um, and, yeah, and kind of Burke. I don't know. It still had a, so, uh, think about, I don't know, there's some, there's some soundtracks, even Jesus in the original Christ. soundtrack, um, there's some, there's some tracks that are really good, like the, the, the track that plays when you're building your, your, your loadout. Uh, is extremely oh, yeah. memorable. Like I would put it almost yeah. up there with like the Metal Gear Solid Two theme song. As far as like, it kind of gets you pumped up, you know. Uh, I, it was obviously trying to evoke that same thing. And then a lot of the just just like actiony kind of it, it's a kind of a generic sounding soundtrack while it's happening. But if you, I don't know. There's there's some there's some really good shit to be found in there. But it's 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 kind of hidden. Uh, you, you don't think about it yeah. very much. Um, the obvious notes though are the few songs they use in the trailers. Yeah, and the, yeah, Fantastic. and the licensed songs in game. Uh, the the man who sold the world cover is fantastic. Yeah, that song anymore. Just getting irritated. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like, and I especially because I had to listen to it so many times when putting that video together. Yeah. God. Like, man. Um, God. The uh, nice. another game that came out. <laughs> Another very good game that came out that I I still need to I, I still plan to complete it, but I don't know when I'm going to get the chance. Fucking Bloodborne also came out in 2015. How far did you get? Um, I beat the the spider boss and and went oh. significantly into the next area where it's like a dream world almost or something like that. Like it's kind of a weird like a door opens up and it's a different thing and you can see the big yeah. monsters. Cthulhu monsters, um, which I would assume is like what a third of the way through, maybe the main parts of the game. Um, I'd say it it gets substantially denser and more difficult. Yeah, as it goes on. Great. Um, I still have to finish the the DLC. I don't have my PS4 with me, so it won't be until like you know later this month but or january but uh that's fun i i hope Bud that when i do game. go back to it i i won't find it quite as like i just i found it significantly more difficult than dark souls for some reason even though dark souls was my first souls really? style game uh i i was just struggling what, more with what the weapon did, were you using so mostly? i will admit that part of my problem was my insistence on using the whip which is not a great the whip cane thing um not a great weapon especially for bosses for a lot of bosses but I like that weapon a lot. I like the way that you swing it and shit. Uh, so I can't let go of it. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 I do just, I have trouble dodging and stuff. And I think it's because in dark souls, I didn't do a whole lot of that. I, I was mostly blocking and I would use heavy, slow weapons. Cause that's what I enjoyed. I loved using the Zyhander and just smashing people to the ground. Um, and there's not as much of that kind of thing in bloodborne. So for me, it was the opposite that Bloodborne's combat felt more my speed. Yeah, that that seems like it, Dark Souls. that seems like it, that it seems like most people felt that way and to me I just couldn't get into the rhythm of it. I feel like god, I struggled in that first area, a pretty easy area, 
that that first loop, the big major loop, and then and where there's all like a huge amount that, of the, that gave me some trouble too. Yeah, but that, I struggled. I think a lot. is when my like I, I I'm, it must have taken me a couple hours to get through there. Opening area, but yeah, most people I've seen play it also had that experience. <laughs> my brother and my friend, um, they both just struggled. Well, that's relieving, a lot I guess, for a long time in that first area. Yeah, but that first area is my favorite area, and then. I liked Dark Souls's these first games. area a lot. Um, the Undead Bird? It's not, I thought this was way better. It's not particularly oh, interesting, but it's better. But I feel like the Undead Bird kind of has more. I don't know. It feels. It feels. Maybe it's just my experience with it was different, and so that's why I like it better. But like, I felt like the way that they place enemies and the way that the enemies attack and stuff in, in the Undead Bird prepares you for the game in a very fair way. Um, and and I liked that a lot. And 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 Bloodborne felt more like it was just kind of pouring a bunch of enemies in there, and you had to learn how to. So what I didn't like about it was pulling the enemies. Like you didn't want to like aggro fifteen of them at the same time. So you had to like figure out which one, like what the route was to take to not get in a swarm of them. It was just kind of annoying to me. I never I liked mean, having to manage multiple enemies. I don't know. I I thought it was really good. Fun for just creating the atmosphere of there's a mob on a hunt. You're in the middle of this. But also I love the atmosphere, in yeah. design, I didn't feel obligated to fight everything. Yeah, like at some point, I thought it was kind of cool to have like a mob of people chasing me and just kind of running around and trying I, to hopefully duck into some new place before they can get to me. Maybe that was part of my problem was I, that I, really I, liked it. I I was I was kind of insisting on killing everything uh, that I came across and and not ever like running. Um, until I get to a boss, I, I try not to run by enemies, but I don't know. That, that is a legitimate strategy that I, yeah, I didn't do it at first, but before I got to the boss, it, you know, yeah, but I mean, the aesthetics are, are good, but the actual layout of that area is just so well planned that everything leads into everything else and undead bird is that way and i think it's better together and it's really not it's it's nowhere near the level of it sure felt like it at the time where i'd like kick down the ladder and then realize where i was and be like oh shit i I looped around and i didn't even realize but it's only got that moment like i mean i guess there's the other get to the lower there's a few other moments uh in that particular area it's still significantly less interconnected than Maybe it's the fact that I expected it with Bloodborne, where I was like, I was kind of more aware of where I was constantly, maybe, or like I was just kind of like waiting, all right, when does it loop around, instead of being surprised by it. Um, but yeah, I I like Bloodborne a lot, but I feel like it just doesn't, it doesn't match the way that I play those games. It's like Dark Souls, the slower pace of Dark Souls uh, is, is, is more up my alley, for, for whatever reason, which is why I'm really looking forward to Dark Souls 3. Um, Which comes out on April twelfth. Seems so far away, but mm. I'm excited for that game. Yeah, you should be. Um, and some other games. Oh yeah, Grow Home. I think we both played that, right? Yeah, I didn't fish it, but it was I neat. With it, well, I did. Yeah, it was. I just probably a neat had game. my fill it though. I don't really need to go back I, to it. Yeah, you did. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad that game exists. It was a cool game, uh, and. City Skylines. I didn't play that much of that. God damn it. We're fucking moving around in the mumble making noises. Um, city Skylines. It was a good city builder, which nobody expected to see after the disaster that was the last SimCity. Uh, Project Cars. 
I didn't play as much of that as I would have liked to. Human Resource Machine, I still haven't completed. That's how fucking hard that puzzle game is. I've had to take a like month-long break from that game just to clear my head <laughs> because the last thing that I tried was so... The Human Resource Machine, that's that okay. programming game, the corporate programming game. I I like that game a lot, um, and I'm not a big puzzle game person. And uh, Elite Dangerous, which is... I think they actually just added in that game the ability to land on planets and shit, so I might need to reinstall that and check it out but did the title of that game or is that an add-on or something i saw like some new subtitle on steam for it that was yeah that's probably the expansion i think it's a free expansion for fiordio in the game though i think it's just it's it's not like a dlc thing but i'm not sure i might just be talking out my ass um but yeah i i i like elite dangerous a lot i i wish there was more substance to it but i've never played a game that simulates anything near that that convincing of like the detail of of being in a, a a spaceship you know like it's just such a cool being in that cockpit never gets old to me i love it the sounds and the sights it's 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 perfectly done uh it's just that the game itself is kind of empty um but yeah oh yeah and vanishing of ethan carter that doesn't count as a 2015 game but i played it in 2015 and that's one of my favorite games that i played this year i loved that game me too god the atmosphere and the enjoyed that, that whole so world much. was just so awesome i loved it and that reminds me, I'll have to play the, uh, I don't have to play the whole thing, but at least see what it looks like, the Unreal Engine 4 version of that game. Yeah. Yeah, I like I said, I can't even really tell. I, I That's the first version I played, so I don't know what the difference is, really. But it looked damn good on, on when I played it. So, <laughs> But I, I remember the original one, people freaking out about how good it looked, so it, it looked too. So Yeah, it, it had those super photorealistic textures. They had some name for it, like photogrammography or some. Yeah, buzzword sounding name, but the results you couldn't deny. Yeah, and and speaking of good looking games in 2015 that are remakes of games from 2014, Grand Theft Auto Five on the PC yes is it is a triumph of of I don't even know what you, like well, nobody's ever done what they've done really like you, the people have made HD remakes and stuff but like this soon after release. Upgrading the game for the PC release to the point that they did, like it looks so much better, and it, that engine is it, it, it just works so well. Uh, and I enjoyed the hell out of it too. I, I enjoyed playing it again on the PC and the heists and all that stuff they added. They're still adding shit to that game, but I I can't like bring myself to get back into it. Um, but playing it in first person was fun. I just I was amazed that they did what they did with that PC release because. Because Grand Theft Auto 4 on the PC was so bad that that I had such low expectations of this. And then and it was a surprise, too. They didn't announce it or anything. It was just like at E3, they were showing Grand Theft Auto 5. And I wasn't even sure it was Grand Theft Auto 5 because it looked so much different. And then they showed, like, I don't know, like the city yeah. or something. And I was like, holy shit. That was, that was a cool, that was a good E3 moment. Um, Somebody mentioned, to change the subject, somebody mentioned Crypt of the Necrodancer. I, I wanted play to play that. that. Oh, man. Did you play, you played it? Oh yeah, I, I remember you talking about it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I had I had a lot of fun with it. It's pretty cool. You get to uh so the way it works is there's a song playing and it's kind of like a roguelike dungeon crawler and you move and attack and use items all to the beat. And so you have to keep this rhythm and um that's how enemies move. Everything is in time to the rhythm. And so it really feels good to play. 
you get really into it. It's not something that you can sit back and not think about. You yeah, have to, yeah. every movement is carefully considered and timed exactly right. And you have to think, okay, if I'm going to do this later, they're going to move to me this beat. So I need to move back and then forward again. So I'm in the right place. And you have to do all of this while keeping the music in mind. And it's pretty cool. Um, you can also, this is probably the coolest thing about the game is you can take any song on your computer. It'll, try to find where the beats are and make that the music for the game. And it's been very accurate at finding cool. where the beats are. I didn't know that that was a feature. Music. That alone makes it worth playing. I'd love to try it with Hotline Miami Yeah, yeah, I, I did that. I, yeah. I did that with a lot of the Hotline Miami songs, and it, it was really fun and worked very well. And you can even, like, if it's detecting, I don't know, the uh, the eighth notes when you really just want it to get the quarters – then you can have it slow down. So oh, wow. You know, or, or if it's the other way, if it's too slow, you can have it... Sp- it's a very well-executed premise. Like, the, it works. That's awesome. Fantastically. Um, I don't remember exactly why I put it down. Um, there were a lot but, of good games coming out. That's probably yeah. the reason. <laughs> I think that's why. I think something else caught my attention. But it was really good. I recommend that game. Yeah, awesome. I, I do plan on playing that one. That's on my list. Um, it's been so fucking chock full of games this year that I haven't had a chance to play nearly as many as I want to. And I've played way more games this year than I think I've ever played, I guess, in terms of variety. Um, the last one on my list is Fallout 4, which I don't want to talk about anymore. <laughs> so that's that. That'll have some mention. Okay, yeah. Two hours it was in my life. Yeah. Um, whatever. That's one of my proudest moments of 2015 is returning that game. Yeah, I mean, I still don't hate it or anything. It's just, it's just whatever. Less of like it being abysmal, but more of just taking a stand. It, you know what? That's, I don't yeah. need it on principle. You know what? That's that's respectable. <laughs> um, all right, I. This has been a long podcast and a stressful one with yeah. with you lagging. Damn it. Um, but hopefully it was so enjoyable. Let me lay out the campaign promises. Next week, I will be on a different machine. I will have some kind of wired connection. I'm going to try to like power line something. This won't happen again. <laughs> this will not be the quality you'll be looking for. All right, to that's a promise. Moving forward. But the quality of the and broadcast... And Skippy won't be at the wheel. No, I was about which... to say, the quality of the broadcast uh, is unprecedented, I think. Um, really fits the tone of what we're talking about and everything. I will say that the production... Um, you know, the costume, the... we got one big costume there. It's uh, it's a it's 2015 in a nutshell. Do we know? need to put the no animals were harmed because of the shark thing that I noticed? I don't remember that one. I don't know what you're talking about. That's too obscure for for my meme knowledge. Let's let's end this shit. Let's let's get out of here. Let's skedaddle. Um, See everybody. Goodbye, everyone. Hope Merry en- Christmas. Hope you enjoyed our shit show. Uh, yes. How do I stop this? There we go. Goodbye. I hit stop. Bye. <laughs>